Hope you're having a great day. Um, you know, this first door, I found this, came on into my inbox, and I'm like, oh, my God. And seriously? Polio, monkeypox, Marburg virus, and other infectious diseases are surging around the globe. Apparently, there's not one thing driving this surge. A multi-layered perfect storm is what I've, I've read has been brewing for some time. To discuss this and to take your calls is one of uh, one, the one and only Jason Tetro, a microbiologist and host of the Super Awesome Science Show. Hey, Jason. Hello Jason, there. Jason, 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 Jason. Why? Why? What is this? Why are we seeing, like, come on. I just, uh, we're just getting used to normal now. This is brutal. Yeah, well, let me, let me just take you back to 1999, because I actually wrote a paper on this, what we're seeing today, back then. And we were looking at all the different societal trends that could lead to infectious disease spread. Yeah. And I mean, some of the things I'm sure you probably heard about, like increased and faster travel, uh, greater spillover from animals into humans, uh, lack of vaccination. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was the antibiotic resistance, which, of course, everybody's forgotten about. It'll come right. back. Just yes. let me know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Got it. Noted. But I mean, so like 20 some odd years ago, we were already talking about this. And then back in 2019, I actually highlighted about 10 different uh, potential pathogens Mm -hmm. that will probably escape and start spreading across the world. Um, And what's really interesting is that the ones that I didn't sort of put in my paper because I thought, well, we have vaccinations, we have the ability to, you know, have hygiene, mm-hmm. um, we, we, we're not doing the spillover that could possibly lead to spread across the world. I, I got it wrong. Oh, <laughs> all of, all of that has happened. Right. And yes. believe me, it's taken me completely off guard as well that what happened during COVID, essentially people got so hyper-focused on mm-hmm. one bug, they forgot about everything else. Well, not to mention funding and all those other things. I mean, I remember oh the gosh. days when uh, you had uh, Bill Gates, was the main focus was polio, right, in, in Africa. And he was trying yeah, to eradicate so. that. And that was his main focus. And he was, there was a documentary on it and how complicated this was. There was like only a few hundred thousand people left or something, and, and mm-hmm. he just couldn't stop it. And, no. and now it's coming back again even worse because we've been focused on this other virus well that's it is the fact that when we have lack of vaccination mm-hmm. um, then vaccine preventable diseases are, are going to show up so right. i mean we're look we're already talking about monkeypox. um that's mm-hmm. because not everybody's smallpox vaccinated anymore we're looking at polio because we just you know we don't have that high rate of polio vaccination mm-hmm. um you know, that's that's one of the issues that we're facing. I mean, meningitis. I mean, you might remember a couple of years ago, there was an outbreak, I believe, in uh, New Brunswick. We're at, at, a, um, at a college or university. Um, now we're seeing these outbreaks happening far more often, and they seem to be cyclical. So they're happening about every 6 to 12 years, depending on where you happen to be in the world. And now we're seeing another one happening down in Florida. Hmm. Uh, all you need to do is get vaccinated. It's not going to be a problem. Well, I think... Yeah, that's, that's really the issue we're uh, facing right yes. now is we're not doing what's necessary. I know. I, I think we're maybe here in British Columbia. We're a little bit uh, naive sometimes because we did such a good job of the vaccination as a, as a percentage compared to mm-hmm. other places around the world, certainly in North America and certainly compared to the United States. And there's this exhaustion of vaccinations. Is there some of that going on? Are we just like and then there's this conspiracy theories about it and all these other things. And so we're working mm. against ourselves. Is that kind of what's going on as well? This, this, the PR is really bad for vaccinations? Oh, man. Uh, sorry. <laughs> as someone who used to be involved in helping to um, script and, and sculpt these messages, mm-hmm. what has happened since the beginning of COVID has just been 
oh, terrifying for someone like myself because I can see that with the lack of proper messaging that's coming from our higher authorities, what ends up happening mm-hmm. is that it just gives those other people, the aunties, as I like to call mm-hmm. them, the footing that they need. And now it's not just simply um, the, the COVID vaccines. Now it's like every single vaccine. And, and at the end of the day, as we did find out with the COVID vaccine, we do hear many sad stories of people who decided I'm not getting vaccinated right. mm-hmm. and then end up either in ICU or in, unfortunately the morgue. Mm-hmm. And, and all we say is, oh, well, no, we should be actually pointing that out as a mm-hmm. way of showing that, yes, vaccination is very, very important. So give me some hope here. <laughs> like, well, OK, please. so l- l- let's just put it this way. When we start talking about things like Marburg and Ebola, we Mm -hmm. really are talking about spillover, okay? When we talk about polio and monkeypox and meningitis uh, and even uh, some of the, um, you know, the echoviruses and stuff Mm -hmm. like that, uh, we, we can sort of vaccinate or at least help to protect against that. I think where the big problem lies is that, as I said in 2019, we have these sort of hidden outbreaks that essentially go along almost like a nervous system, if you will, within those communities and they start spreading around Mm -hmm. and then they start popping up through a different kind of spillover from those communities into the general public. And then all of a sudden it becomes a huge thing. We just saw this with monkeypox, but we've seen it with Mm -hmm. mumps. I mean, it's not something that's new. It's just that the actual virus is something most people haven't really heard about. But if we said it happened with measles, with uh, Disneyland, or it happened with mumps, with the NHL, you're all going to nod your head and say, oh, yeah, I remember that. Well, it's the same thing. Obviously, the pandemic with, you know, was a whole different ballgame as far as massive, you know, the whole international problem. But mm-hmm. one of the things that I thought was quite interesting, I'm not sure how this might help all these other things coming along, is, is, is our sewage system and how much data we can pull from there as far as what's <laughs> happening and micromanage potentially outbreaks. Is that potentially a possibility or does it have to be a certain volume? Or yeah, I, mean, I think that's one of the – how do we know when something beyond – uh, just uh, people getting sick, but you know, when we find out, oh my God, it's really taking up in this area or that area. Yeah, I mean, it's it's what we kind of call sentinel testing. Um, if, if you actually look at Yelp, you can actually find out when foodborne outbreaks are happening in your city because <laughs> of people complaining. It's, yeah, I call it yeah. epidemiology. It's right. great. Um, but the thing is, is that with wastewater, uh, and and by the way, um, I, I love sharing this totally useless fact that polio was the first virus that was tested for when it came to wastewater back in Mm -hmm. 1939. And I used to do this in the laboratory for other types of viruses like hepatitis A virus. Maybe that's not so useless. But anyways, Mm -hmm. um, but the thing is that wastewater, um, you know, Yelp and and other types of things. And I know if the sick weather people are listening, they do a fantastic job of it. Mm -hmm. What we're doing is we're trying to get a feel as to what is currently happening. And that's a problem because then we're always playing catch up. Yep. We want to try and be ahead of it. And I know lots of people are going to say very, very bad things about a certain Dr. Bonnie Henry. But let me tell you something. She really, really, really tried Mm -hmm. (laughs) to be ahead of COVID. And unfortunately, human nature beat the public health official. And that's the problem we all face is that our human nature is just to go out, have a good time, do what we want. And oh, my goodness, what is this bump on me? Oh, dear. 
then we have to deal with it. Right. What she did do, I think what we did do in BC right, was that we didn't politicize it too much. Uh, I think the parties came together. Um, they let her do this, tell the story for the most part. And I think mm-hmm. that made it less stressful or less political for us in British Columbia, where we didn't have a politician trying to convince us, which is, well, you know. And, and the thing is, is I personally know a few public health, uh, like chiefs of public health, mm-hmm. and they all have that same wish, right? But at the end of the day, you're still an employee of a particular government. And so it really comes down to how well the government is going to treat you. And that's why British Columbia, from my perspective, has done so well, because mm-hmm. Dr. Henry had the full government support. Yeah. George Affligan for Jill today, and I hope you're doing well. And Jason Tetro, microbiologist and host of the super awesome science shows. My guest, and we're taking your calls, 604-280-9898 is the number. It's open. Lines are open right now, 604-280-9898. And we've got Alex from New Westminster. Alex, you got a question or you want to make a point? What's up? Yeah, thanks for taking my call. Two quick points. Uh, one, uh, I guess I was uh, vaccinated for polio back in the 1960s. Mm-hmm. Did I, do I need a booster? And also, I can't get, seem to get an answer from my neurologist. He says talk to the GP, but I have a brain aneurysm. I've had my two, my first two COVID shots, and I'm wondering. And I got a, I got a blood clot on the second shot with AstraZeneca. I was wondering if it's safe for me to get a booster. Thank you. Uh, thanks, Alex. Uh, Jason, you know, two two questions there. One is one is a good good one that I, I'm I'm confused too. As far as you know, I got a scar on my arm from when I got that shot when I was a kid. I can't remember which one it was. You know, well, that was smallpox. That was yeah. smallpox. Okay. Yeah. What, what, is, so what with, do you think? Well, with polio, um, you have the series that you have as a child, and then you're protected pretty much for life because mm-hmm. polio doesn't mutate like something like COVID does. Um, so yeah, you, you've got it. You should be very good. There shouldn't be any problems. Now, as for the other. Um, Brain aneurysm is something that is not microbiological. Right. <laughs> so, unfortunately, I really don't know what the potential risk would be. Mm-hmm. However, one of the things that we do know about vaccination is that it does raise inflammatory profiles, and that could potentially lead to a higher risk. This is why, for anyone who has any kind of um, secondary condition mm-hmm. or what we call a comorbidity, this is a discussion that you really need to be having with your healthcare provider. Now, if they don't know, that can be sometimes mm-hmm. difficult. But at the end of the day, um, you know, that's also why we have the ABCs of protecting your airway, keeping to your bubbles and knowing who your contacts are. Because if you can't get the vaccine, and I know lots of people who can't, then at least you can still stay safe. Well, it sounds like he had two vaccinations, and I'm surprised that it's not more clear to them what he should do. But it seems like the, the process already started for him, and I'm, it's yeah. It and I mean, frustrating. if you've if you've already had two vaccinations, then that means that you're probably going to be very good mm-hmm. against uh, any kind of severe illness. Yeah. Now it's just really a matter of seeing whether or not the booster can help you. Um, but this is not something that I can even comment yes, on. Don't go there. <laughs> an aneurysm is just not something I can no. talk about. The lines are open, 604-280-9898, 604-280-9898, talking to Jason Tetra. Hey, Jason, you, Fauci just retired, like right before the show. I think he announced he's, he's done, he's, he's out of there uh, yeah. in the States. What are, you th- what are your thoughts? What will, what will he go down in history, uh, your thoughts on that? Well, Tony was always HIV guy. And, and for me um, and other people who uh, are experts on the show, such as Brian Conway, mm-hmm. um, Jason Kinderluck, I mean, HIV is where we kind of all started. Mm-hmm. And so I would have really liked that to have been his legacy because he did such great things along mm-hmm. with Francis Collins, who also is now retired from NIH. Um, 
the fact of the matter is, is he did his best under the circumstances he was under. And I know that he really became the fall guy for a lot of what was talking about. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, um, I hope people realize that he did more to help public health than any of the people who might consider him to be, you know, along the same lines as the Bill Gates and the Soroses, et cetera, et cetera. That's not who Anthony Fauci was. Right. He was literally someone who truly cared about public health throughout his entire career. And for, I mean, you, you love the limelight, I know, Jason, but for most scientists, it's about solving problems. Oh, and- no, no, no. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't get me wrong. The guy loved being on stage. That's true. That's true. All right. We've got Fernando from Vancouver. Go ahead, Fernando. you got a question or a comment uh, for Jason here. Yes, uh, good day. Good day. Uh, just uh, a question. If I got my, uh, excuse me, my chicken pox uh, mm-hmm. shot when I was a young child, uh, uh, am I okay uh, for uh, catching chicken pox or even monkey pox uh, now, or what do I need? Uh, good good question. Yeah, yeah, yeah thanks, Fernando, because chicken pox is, you know, that's I caught chicken pox, but now I can get something else yeah, as an so adult. Yeah, so chicken pox is actually not a pox virus. It's called the varicella zoster virus. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's called a chicken pox because it looks like pox, and nobody ch- has changed it since. So if you were vaccinated against chicken pox, that's great. As you get older, you're going to want to get vaccinated against shingles as well because mm-hmm. shingles is reactivated chickenpox. So that's the first thing. The second thing, monkeypox is an orthopox virus, which is like smallpox. So if you have that little thing on the, on the side of your arm, like you were just talking about from mm-hmm. that vaccination, then there's a good likelihood you're not going to get monkeypox. Mm. However, if you don't have that, like myself, because I'm too young. Then <laughs> Ouch. If, Come on. Uh, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> I know. And I'm too I, old. I, get a, I can get away with that. You, know? <laughs> you can. But um, if you don't have that and you are in a risk at risk community, then it is something that you may want to consider. Okay. But again, because we do have limited supplies at the moment, it's not something that the general public should be seeking. Right. This is something more that the communities within that neural Most, network that I talked yeah. about in the previous segment should be looking right. at. Right. Thanks, Fernando. Real quick, Dan from Vancouver, you got a question or a point? Hi, Jason. Yeah, um, I was born and raised here in Vancouver, uh, born in 1960. I don't have that smallpox scar. My wife does, but uh, mm-hmm. she emigrated here in '63 from South America. Yeah. Hmm. Did that, I miss yeah, that? Uh, yeah. That's the, just because you don't have the scar doesn't mean you didn't get it, right, Jason? I don't know. Well, What's no. If, if you don't have the scar, then there's a good likelihood you probably didn't hmm. get it. And I mean, they getting the smallpox vaccine. If you had been of a certain age, there was a massive campaign because we wanted to eradicate it. But there were places where people simply did not get the vaccine. So that's usually the best opportunity to f- or option is just to look for that, that pock mark. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it's not there, then just simply assume that you didn't uh, get smallpox. Uh, you didn't get the smallpox vaccine. All right. All right. Dan, thanks for your call. And Jason, thanks for joining me today. I appreciate you finding time. Hey, no problem at all. It was a fun. All right. Take care.